Kennedy Street, please visit kennedystreetcio.org. Recovery is possible. So I'm going to, and we are live. Kevin, are you with us? Yes, I'm with you. Sorry, yes. Hello, everybody. You looked like you was your phone. I was making sure my phone wasn't uh, on. I was trying, but I couldn't get my finger in the in the little bit. You know that you. Okay, we don't need the details. Thank you. Thank you very much for for the details. So, welcome everybody. It is Wednesday again, and I am so pleased to have three, four, including my lovely husband, but three lovely young men who are going to share their. Um, experience, strength and hope with us and fill us in on their project. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to um, introduce you to our project first. So we're Kennedy Street Foundation, officially known as. We go by the name of Kennedy Street CIO. We're a charity and we are Brighton based and we are a peer-led recovery charity. And thanks to COVID, what, what's emerged is um, a national recovery helpline where we offer support and signposting to anybody who's interested in recovery. So that can be you as an individual who might be struggling. It might be a family member um, or it might be um, a business. You know, we, we, we offer support. And my phone's just made a peep, so I'm sorry about that. Um, yes, yeah, so we offer support and signposting to anybody who is interested in recovery. Um, and that those are really the only people that we can help. If you're interested in carrying on with addiction, Good luck to you. Um, but what we do is we connect you with recovery resources. Um, don't mean we don't love you, though. Um, yeah, so it's all about hope. It's all about inspiration. And it's all about connection. Um, and like I say, I'm thrilled to have these three from Creative Start in Grimsby, um, the comeback, better known as. Um, but Kev's going to introduce you to the gentlemen themselves. Um. And... I'm going to be quiet because we've got quite a big group of us today to do a lot of talking, so you won't want to hear from me too much. But over to you, Kevin Bear. Hello, everyone. My name's Kevin Kennedy, uh, and I am the patron of Kennedy Street. It's lovely to be with a very hopeful day today uh, for many reasons, one being uh, some sanity has returned to America, which is pretty cool by me, uh, my opinion only, of course, uh, and my daughter's 17th uh, birthday. So it's a bit of a madhouse today with people dropping off presents. So if it all goes a bit weird, then it's just Katie's birthday. Um, today, now, we've got a really, really good one today because it's all about creative arts, which is obviously what I'm interested in. And we are talking to Sam Delaney, and uh, who is the founder and creator of Creative Star Arts, which is uh, in the comeback up in, in Grimsby. We've got Joan O'Heskin and Ian Gower, uh, who are going to talk to us all about uh, the creative um, juices that flow when, when, you're in, when you're in recovery, because it's very important. Me personally, because I've been uh, here uh, in lockdown, as you can see behind me, I've got all my instruments and what have you, and playing music has been my savior really so the arts and being creative is is very very important gets you out of yourself and for half an hour or so which is which is important so without further uh, delay i want to uh, introduce you to sam delaney as i said is the founder and creator of creative starts 
up in Grimsby. Uh, hello, Sam. It's uh, you're very hello, welcome Kevin. today. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Um, so, appreciate it. So, so yeah. off, off you go, mate. Yeah, um, well, I'll just give you a quick background on me. I don't want to go too long to be here all day, and I know there's a few of us, but um, my thing is um, I'm in recovery. I've been for a, for a long time now, and, uh, well, I never used to really do this kind of thing before. I was a city boy, so um, I worked on the Futures Exchange and um, – it was chaos, really. I had always had sort of high-pressure jobs, and um, I worked overseas for a long time. When the uh, floor closed down, I, I worked. Uh, I become a consultant. Went over to Australia for for a long period of time, um, and it was always really like a, a work hard, play harder type life that I had through my twenties, until the point that it just become unmanageable, you know. And I was saying earlier, it's like. Um, I could always sort of get back on the saddle and, you know, if I lost a job or, you know, and I, the amount, when I look back at the amount of things I used to get away with, you know, um, I, I would drink at work, I'd have it hidden at work, you know. So but I could always sort of manage to sort of, you know, get back to some sort of, um, well, supposedly normality. But towards the end, it just, I couldn't, you know, it just it got to a point where I knew that, I had to change or I weren't going to survive. So um, obviously a lot happened in that time, but I'll come, you know, like I say, it could be all day. But um, when I, I went into recovery, I was 29. And I just listened, really. I just listened to people that knew a lot more than me. Um, and my self-esteem was smashed to pieces. My um, I lost me, you know, along the way. I'd lost myself. I'd lost everything, Uh like, you know, like you do. Um, but I think the, the thing that I really realised is that I lost myself and I'd lost myself for a while. I'd, I'd been lost for a while. So when I come out of it, I just, I really just listened. It was the first time in my life I listened to other people and properly and just said, look, you know, show me the way really. And um, but I went straight back to work. I made a lot of mistakes and I made a lot of mistakes in my recovery. I did a lot of things that people didn't tell me that told me, you know, suggested not to do you know so I went straight back to a stressful job um and after a year I was still miserable like I just thought what's going on you know I'm, I'm sober but I'm unhappy uh, and after a year of recovery I just decided to and again it was the people I had around me they were just saying to me look it's, it's every, anything's possible why are you being why are you in a job you don't enjoy you know why, why get sober why find recovery and do something you don't want to do and it's that you know that helped me it really did I mean the people around me made me believe that anything was possible so I'd always had an interest in art I, I'd used painting uh, when I was younger but I never I, I lost contact like alcohol drugs become more important to me um, but I knew it was always there and as I started to get in recovery I, I wasn't the sort of person that's going to sit there and meditate it, it, but I've meditated through painting and it, it, it was quite quickly, it sort of came into my life. And um, people was always trying to get me to do it when I was drinking. And it just never worked. They'd buy me paints and pads and all sorts of stuff. But when I when I found recovery, it just came out. And um, it was my way of meditating. I think the way, the first thing it was, I was I went through that period where you think you're missing out on everything. And I'd see all my old mates, you know, enjoying themselves. And and I'd start painting at the weekend. So I'd start doing a canvas. Like on a, and, and by the end of the weekend, I'd have something to show, you know. Um, and that made me feel better about, I, I thought, well, I'm not missing out here. If anything, the, the, they're missing out, you know. And 
basically after a while, I mean, I started doing meetings and all that kind of thing. And I was very much frontline. I did a lot of frontline stuff for, for a good sort of five years. And, um, and it was intense and you know, I lost a lot of friends and most of the people that I got sober with now, a lot of them are dead now because that's the reality of it. Um, so I lost a lot of people along the way. And then I wanted to do something that was a bit more focused on people that have actually made that choice to change. And I found that art was definitely a, massive, a brilliant tool for that. Um, it felt that feel, fills that void. I was 29 and I, all I knew was going to the pub and drinking and I enjoyed it for a while, you know, and I, I, it was like, what do I do now? What do I do now? And I had to find something that excited me. Um, something that um, I could replace that, you know, to get get that excitement from something else that weren't going to be destructive to me. And art was just perfect. It was perfect for me. And um, it, it evolved from there. I mean, um, it went from painting on canvases. And, you know, with the old saying in recovery, you keep what you got by giving it away. And that's what I did. I shared everything with the people that I had empathy with. And um, I'm not one of these self-driven artist types. I don't even call myself an artist. I just use it as a tool to, to help me in my recovery. And um, I got to a point where I was painting murals. You know, we've painted up half the town here, and um, it just get it just got bigger and bigger. And I'm always trying to find new things, new things creatively that I can do. We're currently working on a building and restoring it and refurbishing all the rooms, and that gives me something else. And I have to keep changing it to, and keep on re-evolving, really. But um, that's how Create Start began i got up one morning and said that's what i want to do and it was as simple as that I, I had people around me that helped me with a bit of funding and at the time i just wanted paint and brushes i just went give me some paint and brushes and i'll and that'd be enough and that and now you know i'm running a cic and we're now got a drop in um it's a massive step forward in grimsby because when i came here there was no real sort of peer support recovery services as such and we've now got an art studio here called The Comeback, um, which has all sorts of things going on. We have digital art. We have people painting. There's something we've got a pod. I mean, a, the studio now, like it's like a podcast studio here. Um, you know, some training going on downstairs at the moment. Um, we've got a music group. It's just um, all types of things. We've done outdoor activities a lot. And it's just finding what that thing is. For me, I was selfish. I like painting. And I, you know, I, I accept that not everybody's going to like painting, but for me, it worked. Um, but what I say is that it doesn't have to be painting; it can be anything. It can be cooking, it can be gardening, whatever it is. You know, um, I feel that for me, I had to have something. Um, and yeah, every day is a pleasure. Like I get up, but it's you know, I enjoy it. every day. Is just it's amazing. I'm so thankful that I've been able to um because i'm not qualified i didn't go to art school anything like that it's all learnt, learnt experience and um just to be able to share it with other people and um enjoy every day creatively it's so important to me and it's it's kept me it's kept me sober and it's given me purpose for you know like i was um, almost 16 years now so um yeah uh that's it i mean the comeback is amazing. I love it. I love the comeback. It's a. Uh, it's. It's probably. I don't know. I think it's quite a unique service because it's not just a drop-in, um, an abstinence-based recovery drop-in. It is also a, a, an art studio and a professional art studio. So we have uh, creative professionals in here too, and community volunteers. And it's about um, providing that evidence that recovery is possible, but just not, not that recovery is possible. You can do whatever you can. You know, there's nothing special about me. Um, I had came here with nothing. I came with absolutely nothing and I just had a desire and perseverance and recovery. Everything that I've done and everything that I've achieved has come from my own recovery. And people go, oh, yeah, but you painted this and you did this. And that's and that to me, it's, it's nothing in relation to um, being sober and being, being, um, 
being in recovery still. That's the you know that for me is the is the biggest achievement in my life still now and always has been. Um, but that, yeah, that's enough about me really. I, I let the guys talk because um, they'll come from uh, from a different angle to me. Um, so I hope that I hope you got something from that. But it will yeah. be about myself anyway. Thank you so much, Sam, so much. That was um, really inspiring. Um, we'll come back to you with some questions and some observations and just have a chat with you later on. But um, I think we'll introduce Ian next. Do you want to give us a little introduction to you, Ian, and your involvement with um, the comeback? Yes, certainly. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, for me, really, you know, it stems back to my childhood. I, uh, I had a tough childhood. I experienced things that no child should ever experience. Um, I have traumas around that. Um, I used to run away from home a lot. I had no, I had trust issues as a child, you know, and that was, um, I feel like that's the foundation of my addiction. Uh, when I got into my early teens, I discovered alcohol. It was brilliant, you know, I can't lie. It changed the way I felt, the confidence, um, the, I stood up for myself, you know, I was, I was beaten a lot. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into that, you know, and all that. But um, it gave me all that confidence. And then at 15, I discovered ecstasy. And, you know, what, wow, what a mind-blowing experience that was. Um, again, I'm really honest with my where I'm at. And I loved, I loved drinking and I loved ecstasy and the way it made me feel. And and I abused it um, very early on of my early part of inactive using um I was abusing the stuff and, and I developed problems. I had mental health issues as a child um, with what I suffer with and then I, I they, they developed, um, I was sectioned at an early age. And then I just carried on with it and fighting against everything. Um, just being a criminal really, you know, but breaking laws just constantly because I felt like I needed to do that to fit into to this town and, and this ego that I had and I wanted to be a bad boy and all that stuff. And, do you know, it saved me really wrong, do you know. Um, and then I, I got into a cocaine that came into my life around the age of 22, 25, and I abused that. I started working as a scaffolder and I earned a lot of money. And the more I earned, the more I took. Um, yeah, and it started to destroy my life, my my brain, you know, it was fried. Um, suicide was a big part of my thinking, um, self-harming, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I've, I've done some horrific things to myself there. Uh, but I was a boy, you know, I was one of the lads. I'm quite popular in this town. I'm not blowing my own trumpet around that, but everyone knows everyone around here. And, you know, I was going into the boozers and I was high-fiving everyone. Everyone loved the character of me. I was a laugh, you know what I mean? I was doing that. I was a little bit crazy. That was my personality. And, and I thrived. I thrived to be that person. It's all ego, what I know today. And false pride and all that stuff and that's what I'm learning about it um, and then yeah I, I nearly did end up taking my own life and I was uh, stopped by authorities um, they actually saved me to be honest from carrying it out and then I was introduced to recovery in 2018 um, and for me it's like I walked out I was in a boozer in a pub I stepped out of that pub at my last drink and then I walked into recovery it was so hard so hard for me to develop. I refused to change. I didn't think like I needed to change. I was loved and all that stuff, you know. I just thought I needed to start drinking um, and taking other drugs. And you know, it, it cost me. It cost me a few relapses because I refused to change. I refused to 
listen to people. Them trust issues was still with me, um, and I didn't want anyone in my life. I mean, I had a good set of friends, and I love those friends, and I still do, you know, to this day. And it's just unfortunate that I've had to pull myself away from these people to to save my own life. You know, um, I can't be around substances. I can't be around alcohol. It's so detrimental to me, um, and it's it's that that I find hard. You know. I think I'm grieving my old life, you know, the person that I was. But in saying that, you know, the person that I am today, I'm really starting to like. I like this person. My life has completely changed. And what's happening in my life today is it's brilliant. I'm breaking, I'm, I'm meeting goals, you know, I'm setting goals and I'm meeting them instead of telling myself I'm going to do something and then not doing it, you know, because I was always a gunner. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. I never did it. I was I was full of pap, if you like, you know. But today, you know, while I'm in recovery and this stuff, I'm actually meeting goals and I'm really proud of my progress that I'm making. Uh, for me, the comeback, I was introduced to that in 2019. And, you know, without that, without that building being there, I don't know where I'd be. Because that is such a safe place for me and it's such a... It was, it's a massive part of my recovery because it's daytime, daytime recovery. Do you know, I'm long-term sick due to my mental health illness. And with me, without that building, do you know, I'm beyond the streets. I've been doing stuff and I'm not I'm not strong enough in areas. And I believe I'd still be using it. And whether I'd be here today, I don't know. So I owe a lot to this comeback. And I really do. It's, it's every well. When I go in there, um, I paint. I don't even know I enjoy painting. It's mad what painting does, you know. It's I've got this brain which we can all agree on, especially the people in recovery, where it's just constant, and I'm in constant conflict with myself. And my brain wants me to drink and take drugs and all this stuff, and I'm battling that. And when I first picked up a paintbrush, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I asked the doctor, "I'm not being funny, bro, but I don't know how to paint." And then Sam actually uh, sat down with me and and he helped me, you know, to learn how to paint without being patronising to me, you know, I was a 34-year-old kid and not knowing how to paint, you know, it's, and I took it, and, you know, today I'm painting some brilliant paintings, you know, I did a portrait of myself, you know, that was, that was something else, a lot of people think that's a bit egotistical and that, but, you know, to look at myself and to paint myself, it's a bit of self-worth, self-love that I got from that, and, and I carry that, it's great, and, you know, recently, um, well, so let me go, Relapse is being a part of my um, recovery because of my unwillingness to learn, my close-minded and not letting people in, not wanting people to come in because I feel like I can take control. However, I've never been in control. You know, my best thinking caused me to be where I am today, you know, and, and I forget that. Um, I relapsed a couple of months ago and it didn't need to happen. I got a year sober, clean, and I was the hype that I got with it. And then after that year, I was stuck and I was like, what now? I have no sense of purpose. I have nothing to go on. And I decided to come off my medication. Do you know, the medication that's keeping me well, the medication that has balanced me, it's a mood stabilizer without it. I'm manic. I've been a manic maniac, if you like, my whole life, you know, and, it, and I don't know why I got it in my head, but I did. And I come off my medication within six weeks. I was drinking the last week of me, uh, before I relapsed, you know, it was just so scary. I, I, I resorted back to the default setting of Ian, you know, the, the addicts. And I was just manic. I was mental. I couldn't be in there anyone. And I backed myself into a corner I used, you know, and that's a very, very, very valuable lesson for me. It, was, it wasn't like any other relapse because I've been restored to somewhat sanity. However, that first drink, I developed an habit. 
and it took me two weeks to get away from it. But today, do you know, I'm balancing. I'm back in the comeback. I went back there because I knew it's safe. No one would judge me. Do you know, I had a lot of criticism on Facebook and all that stuff from other people that don't know. And that's fine. That That's fine. Do you know, I post stuff on Facebook and, and I, I invite them in. So that's my doing. If I didn't do that, they wouldn't know. So all that. But I know in the comeback, everyone has my back, literally, do you know, and... And they just pick me up. They love me until I can love myself. And it still carries on today, you know, and it's so valuable to me. You know, I'm so committed to recovery and I will get this program and I will find recovery and freedom, you know, and that's my goal for it, you know. But in the meantime, I need these people that are in this meeting today and like the likes of you, you're in recovery, you understand me. And these are the people that I surround myself with today. And without them, you know, I'm, I'm losing. But with them, you know, all I can say is I'm winning, you know, and I'm proud of myself today. So that's a little bit of my journey. So thank you for having me. Amazing. What an inspirational, what an inspirational share. Thank you so much, Ian. Um, two amazing men so far. Um, I do want to say a lot to both of you, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to just hand over to Jono and let him introduce himself. And then Kevin and I will come back and um, really tell you how fabulous you all, both are, or all three of you are. So, yeah, thank you so much. Over to you, Jono. Uh, thanks, Claire. And thanks, Kevin, for having us on. Um Great what you guys are doing down there, and it's good to connect um, different organisations, but for the for the same purpose. Um, yeah, the comeback is is good for this town because, like like Sam um, briefly mentioned, it's it's needed. Um, it's it's a first of its kind in this town. It's run by peer support, run by people in recovery. And that's what makes it attractive. Um, we don't really have to promote the place, even though we do. Um, it, it does attract people who, who want recovery, basically. Um, I tried getting recovery nine or ten years ago now. Um, and I'm only, well, I'm not, I won't say only, I'm, I'm two years, three months sober. So I was trying for quite a long time and I had quite, quite a few relapses along the way. Um, but I didn't realise I was disconnected um, until I actually started working the programme properly. I was disconnected from my life, from the world. Um, Sam mentioned he lost himself. I, I don't think I, I had an, anything to lose. I was always pretending to be someone else, putting on this act. This is from childhood, um, trying to fit in, um, saying what people or what I thought people wanted me to say or or act like. Um, so, yeah, recovery has given me, it's, it's uh, restored me to my true nature or I'm being restored to my true nature. Um, I've realised I don't have to act anymore, even though I wasn't even conscious I was acting until I really looked at myself through the programme I work and realised I don't have to be like that anymore. Um, I can be free and... The more I work it and the more I discover what's not me, what I thought was me, and the more free I become. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to sound too um, spiritual, but, but having a second chance in life, do you know what I mean? Like a, a reborn, and it's been the best couple of years of my life so far. Um, and I've been, get, been going through some family stuff, some testing times. This pandemic, it's been a testing time, but for, for me internally, it's still been 
the best time of my life up up until now. And because um, I've had to adapt to different situations, um, face life on its own terms, face with my own, my own feelings, my own fears, break through my own fears, where I'd never do that before because alcohol was always my solution. If I was scared, I'd drink. If I was, some emotions was popping up, I'd drink. I'd use it to control my life, um, well, to manage my life. So I used to use my alcohol to manage my life. When it stopped working, um, that's when my life really did become unmanageable. Um, I was powerless over it, and it was no longer my solution anymore. So I had to find something else outside of me, whether it's in the program of work, in in the comeback, just connecting with other people like me who have been there and done it or going through it or at totally different stages. Um, and I realised that was a big part of life. I was missing the connection with people who understood me and I can understand them. People who, when they share their story, were telling my story. Um, the, the, the similarities are so... So immense, do you know what I mean? It was it was a bit of a spiritual awakening in that, just talking to one person um, and they was getting it and they were sharing their story and I just totally identified with it. Uh, honestly, um, being honest with people about about the real me, which I, which I hid for a long time. Um, I say quite often when I, when I finally put the drink down... Um, I was like a, I was a 15 year old boy in a 40 year old body. You know what I mean? With all these emotions and feelings coming up the racing brain. And I, I just didn't know, not, did not know what to do with them. And so I had to get some guidance. Um, with the guys in the comeback, my sponsor in the fellowship. Um, and just put my trust in people. Um, you know what I mean? When I first come into recovery years ago, there was a lot of people trying to help me. And I didn't get it. I thought, what what do they want? Do you know what I mean? What what are they after? But what I've realised is um, recovery is just selfless. Do you know what I mean? People only want the best for you. And that was quite a hard thing for me to get my head around at first. But um, now I'm used to it. Do you know what I mean? It is. It's like being part of a family in the comeback. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're all there. We all know the ins and outs of each other. We know when we're not doing well and... Do you know what I mean? All we, all we have to do is reach out to each other. Um, if we want to, you know what I mean? If we don't, we don't. We we don't take no prisoners there. Um, we've had people go out and relapse and we don't go chasing them. Um, we just, But they know where we are, you know what I mean, when they're ready to come back. And they know it's non-judgmental. Um, all you'll get is love when you come back through the door. Discuss where it went wrong, what can we do to help? And um, let's crack on from there, it's all about moving forward. So uh, I don't like to share much of my history around drinking because we've all got our own drinking stories, haven't we? And they're all different stories, but the madness is the same. Uh, why we do it is the same. So it's all about the solution for me today. And it's and it's I feel blessed to be part of it because the statistics and the realization a lot addiction does kill a lot of people. That's just the reality of it. And what we do at the comeback is Try and get the message across. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to die. Just give it a try. Um, it took me a long time to get it just through my own pride. Um, I've, I've been laid in hospital before with pancreatitis and going yellow. Do you know what I mean? I could have 
died, but and I was still thinking I can do this alone, which I couldn't. You know what I mean? So I just had to let go of that false pride and ask for help. And there's a lot of pride in the graveyard, a lot of fear there where it's took people. Um, that's what someone told me, and I didn't, I didn't want to let it take me there. I just had to just ask, just get to a meeting or make a phone call to start with, and just take it from there. That's all you have to do, and be persistent with it. You know what I mean? One day at a time. That's all. You, all, all we've got. All anyone's got. One day at a time. Um, when someone said that to me, just stay sober for today. I think, oh, I can do that. You know what I mean? Instead of my head looking into twenty years, how am I going to do that? Um, it's just not real, is it? We've only got today, and I'm happy being in my own skin today, which um, I never was. I was always trying to get out of myself through drink, through drugs, through gambling, through my other behaviours. Um, do you know what I mean? I'm happy being in my own skin today and being being comfortable for where, for, for where I am. And um, being part of the comeback has given me a lot of that, and it's helped me grow massively. So, um, yeah, if anyone's welcome who's who's wanting recovery, or well, just give it a try. Do you know what I mean? That's a message we try and get out there. Got nothing to lose and um, everything to gain. Yes, I'll leave it there for now. Cheers. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jono. So much identification. And considering I wasn't going to say much, I can't not say much. I'm not going to lie. And loads of identification with all of you, really. Um, really powerful shares. Um, thank you for your honesty. Honestly, it's hearing stories like yours that really does help people connect and to help them understand that they're not on their own. Um, and that's what worked for me. You know, I did. I didn't know what I didn't know um, because I didn't know it. You know, and that's the thing about recovery is you don't know you need it until you actually sit and hear other people share their experience, strength and hope with you. And you realise that actually, you know what, there is a different way. Um, but like you've you've explained beautifully, all of you really is it, the stopping drinking, drug taking, and dysfunctional behaviour is just a part of it. It's just a part of it. If you don't work on the other areas of your life, um, you know, for me it was so important that I I, I changed my friends, you know changed the places that I went, all of the things that I didn't know I had to do until I got into recovery. You know, there was lots and lots of changes that I had to make that were going to be life-saving. And it's not just it's not just life-changing, is it? It's life-saving, you know. And I'm really grateful that you've all taken that step and, you know, got into recovery and not only got into recovery, but stepped up and want to make a difference because having these visible hubs in our communities are like beacons of hope for me you know um whilst I absolutely adore all forms of, of recovery you know all of the fellowships all of the the rehabs whatever therapists whatever it is that people need because like you've all shared you know it's not it's not one size fits all it, this is about, like Ian said of his experience, it's about collecting the tools that are going to apply to your life when you're in that moment of your life, you know. And we evolve and we grow and we need new tools and we need to get rid of other people and get new people. And You know, there's so much, so much to be done. And I think you've articulated it beautifully and uh, you've given me hope. Um, and it's just 
I get excited hearing people like you guys because what it makes me realise is that I've got recovery family now in Grimsby. And I know, I feel, you know what I mean? I know that you're there in Grimsby and for sure we're going to come and visit. Um, and I can't wait to proper give you a hug. I'm not going to lie, I'm a proper hugger. I really miss hugging people. Um, so you're in for a hug, when, a big a big hug when this lockdown's done. Um, but I'm going to hand over to Kev because I'm sure he's got lots of identification and lots of things that he wants to ask you as well. Yeah, I did. Uh, I really enjoyed that, actually. Um, and for me, the theme of what everyone's been saying is is about the relapse, even in the in the very name, the comeback, you know, the comeback from a, a, a relapse. And uh, for a relapse, for people who didn't know, is, is when you go out, when you've had recovery and you go back drinking or using again. And uh, it's everyone gets very kind of nervous about relapsing, and, and and it's a bit everyone gets a bit uptight about it. But this is me personally. I think it's an important part of recovery. Uh, I mean, I don't recommend it. I mean, I think you've, if you've got it, you've got it. But a lot of people have to go out and have the convincer, as we say. Uh, and from what Ian said, you know, it's nothing is wasted in this. Um, I think you know if if you go out there again. I think, you know, if you get to come back, you come back a wiser person. And I speak there from experience. I certainly do. Um, and But I would like to ask Sam, um, what other kind of, I mean, you've talked about painting um, at, at the comeback. Um, what are your views on on, on re relapsing and, and coming back? And what else do you do at the, uh, at, the, uh, at the comeback for the arts and things like that? Yeah, sure. I mean, <clears throat> it's funny because... The way I, I don't call it a relapse. It's probably the way I was um, taught in a way, but I have to call it what it is. Like, you, like a drink or you take drugs. And that was like my mentor really made me think that way. And I've never, I know that I'm very fortunate. I've never had like a, a relapse as such from the moment that I put it down. Um, I've not picked up again. Now I know that's quite rare. Um but what I would say is, like, the thing with the comeback, what I wanted to do was provide a, a, a service where if people did relapse, they would be comfortable coming back in. And that's that's what I wanted to achieve. And it has happened. We've been very fortunate over the since we've opened. We've not had many. Um, but when they've happened, they've always come in and been honest with us. And we, I can work with that. And in a way, I get more respect from people when they have a re. It sounds crazy, but... When Ian come back in, um, and a couple of the other guys, when they come back in after a relapse, and they come up to me and I said, "This is what's happened, Sam." This, you know, um, I get a newfound respect for them. You know, they sort of go up a level in, in, with me, and because um, it's the honesty. You know, for me, if, if someone's honest with me, I can I can help them. So, and that's the most important thing. And I think the sign of a good service is that where people are comfortable to come back in. Um, and on the second question about the about the arts um, and what goes on here, what we try and do is, what I try and do is find out what people want to do, what are their interests, what, and then what I say to them is that I've, I lead by example. So I go, look, if that's what you want to do, it can be done. I'll support you. Everybody at the comeback will support you. Um, we have a music group. I come in here the other day and we're open because it's a, you know, we're a, mutual aid service and we're we're allowed to be open um and but we obviously have restrictions in place um 
but we had a small, um, one of the guys come up to me and he said, I want to set a music group up. And I, I kind of go, what I do is I say, right, I'll support you with that. But what sometimes you'll come up to me and they're expecting you to do all the work, you know, set it all up for them. And what I sort of put it back onto them to find out what their commitment is, you know. So it's all about putting the choice onto people. And I'm the same with, with recovery. It's got to be from them. And then I came in here the other day and he's, they're, they're all singing, Abba, like killing Abba songs in here. Like, so I'm like, that sounds like quite a bit of fun. And I, I've walked through and there's all these, they're all singing and everything out the back. And it's they're just having a right laugh with it. You know, none of them can sing, right? But, you know, like, <laughs> but they're doing it. And, um, you know, um, a guy called Carlo's coming here as well. And he's got a lot of experience and he's been in recovery for a, a good number of years. And he delivers that this morning. He's doing um, some training down there, like some recovery training. But he does creative writing groups. Um, and we do – the other thing we do is merchandising. So we're always trying to find – what we're trying to do is provide all the tools so that – we can't do it for them, but it, all the tools are here. So, like I said, there's a podcasting studio here. You can come in and do a recording, not um, whoever you are. Um, there's a – we've got a T-shirt press. We've got – we can create mugs. Uh, merchandise we can do po print out posters um everything's here everything's here to, to to all the tools are here um it's just a, a place of opportunity so and i can't do it all you know i do so i do with so much of it and then i do um i kind of had to pull away a bit from the from the sort of art groups because there's always other bigger things going on and i think with a lot of the <clears throat> art projects that we do especially the big community projects where, um, you know, we've painted murals in the middle of the town and stuff like that. We don't just involve people in recovery. We involve as many people as possible because what we're trying to do is not that, you know, put, put, get them barriers away, you know, between people that are in recovery and just everybody else. And so, and what I did find, I mean, this is one of the things I did find where you run in sort of, because I had to get over that hurdle of running a what is a company in, in a sense um, and also something that's about recovery and mutual aid. So, but... The way I do it is um, I know that I can get commission to go and do artwork, you know, And um, but I found that, and this is one thing, it's not a criticism or anything, but I found that when I was going out and I was saying, like someone said, could you paint on this wall? Or And it all comes down to confidence, you know, like because of, you know, experience. Um, and I say, yeah, I say, but, you know, and I was going along the lines of, yeah, and I've got loads of people in recovery going to come down and help us out. And straight away you see the faces change because I think they have this vision of what recovery is. They think they're all going to come down like off their heads and, um, uh, you know, quite the opposite. Um, and I've stopped doing that. I stopped doing it. I, I, I started to say, no, we're an arts organisation. That's what we are. So we'll come in, we'll do a good job. We'll come and do a good job at that. And then it's a slow reveal. So then uh, once we've done it and then everyone's committed to going, oh, well, it's, it's brilliant. Then you go, well, yeah, and by the way, we, these guys are in recovery, you know? So, and that works better. It seems to work better um, because there is still that stigma attached. And... I mean, one of the things with the comeback, our main thing is to tackle stigma here. It's to tackle um, the stigma that's out there. And by doing that, um, the way we do that is to be creative. So create things, do great works of art, do all these things and um, and show people, look, we're not a load of lunatics. You know, we can do things. We've all got abilities. Everyone that walks through that door has got an ability. They just haven't discovered it yet. And my kind of job is just to try and help them discover it and then show them what they can do with it. And I don't want people to stay at the comeback. You know, they'll always be welcome here, but I want them to do what I've done, really. That's what I want people to do. I want them to be inspired by what I've done and go and do the same thing. 
go and set their own creative startup, their own comeback up. Um, it's not a case of numbers, like having to have loads of people through the door. It's more about um, inspiring people. And there's all sorts of creative things going on every day. It's like there's something creative going on in here. They love painting. I mean, people just seem to love painting. Once you show them sort of simple techniques, and that's all that people need. That's all I needed. I just need a couple of simple techniques that I could use. Um, yeah, they could, they latch onto it, and then it, you know, and it just works. It worked for me, and um, I see it working for a lot of other people. Art's an amazing tool. All forms of art. It's such a. I mean, I look at everything's art. To me, everything is art. It, everything, you know, all the. I, someone said to me once when I was setting up Creative Start, look at a funding bid like a piece of art. And you might be able to, it might not drive you mad because I don't like writing funding bids. I don't think anyone does. Um, so I try and look at everything like art. And that's what, you know, yeah. I mean, I've seen John Owen uh, Ian paint a few. And we stick them all up on the wall. And we try and paint people that are in recovery as well because it's about getting people to think about what they want to paint. That's half of the battle, trying to find, you can give everybody the canvases and the paint and they'll, they'll, they'll just sit there and look at it. So it's what we try and do is paint people that they admire in the public eye, or and then if we can find people that are in recovery, even better, you know. And there's loads of there's loads of people in the public eye that are in recovery, obviously. So um, which again shows people that you're not alone. You're not alone. Um, but yeah, I hope that answers your question because I've got a habit of uh, you know going off on one. Yeah, <laughs> so, fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Um, yeah. I loved it, um, and yeah, I love art too. I, one of the things that when I stopped um, drinking and using, um, I, I was obviously got meetings, and I had a therapist as well. And she said to me when I was about three months um, um, sober, she said, "So, what are your hobbies?" And I was like, "Well, I got meetings, uh, and I got I got meetings, and you know, I do recovery." And she said. No, I want you to tell me about what, what else you do. I was like, what do you mean what else I do? And she said, it's really important. She said, obviously, recovery is important. It's critical. She said, but you do know that recovery is also a bridge to normal living, don't you? She said, and it's really important that you do find your gifts and your talents and you do things that are helpful and, you know, help you to connect to to mindfulness and all sorts so she said what did what were you good at at school so I said well drinking and she said no not not that bit she said what else did you enjoy then what did you enjoy at school I was like well I enjoyed art but I wasn't very good she went no no I didn't ask you what you was good at I asked you what you enjoyed and she, so I said well I really enjoyed art but I was rubbish she said no I don't want you to tell me the rubbish bit she said I want you to go and sign yourself up for an art class I was like oh um, and you know what? It was one of the best things I ever did. Really, the best. I still love art now. Both of my daughters are very artists, or our daughters, I should say, um, are very artist, artistic. And it's really good for their mental health too. So I was going to ask Ian, you know, have you found um, the creativity side of your recovery? Have you found that that's helped your mental health as well as your recovery? Yeah, for sure. You know, um the feeling that I get is, as I mentioned earlier, I've got this this mind that just keeps on going. When I was painting, I wasn't there. I wasn't. There was nothing like, around this 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 drama that I, the carnage that I create for myself in this outside world. It just disappeared, you know. And it was the first time 
And I first painted, and I and it was the first time I've been quiet in a long time. He even said to the people in the room, oh, Jesus, I've just been quiet for 10 minutes, not a paint. That's the quietest. And everyone, yeah, go on, keep painting. It's peaceful. You know what I mean? And it was, but for me, do you know, it, I was, yeah, I'm just outside of myself. It takes me into this, this dimension, if you like, where it's just calm, it's quiet, and it, oh, it's beautiful. It really is, you know, and that's where I get from it and that's why it takes me back to painting whenever I'm having them days I'm having a bit of an off day you know I will paint because it's the soothing relaxation it's a form of meditation to me do you know what I mean an active meditation and that is and that's what I get from it I get it from walking um I walk I've got me a little puppy and I can walk in and that's the sense but sometimes I can be an overload but what I get from the painting is the sense of peace peacefulness within my life within myself and yeah, so yeah, it's great. That's what I've got for the creativity. Yeah, I really, really resonate with that. Well, it resonates with me because uh, I've been in lockdown. Uh, and I've got, as you see, I've got all my stuff here. Um, and I found myself, I, I was just normally a, a plug it in and play it kind of merchant, play live or what have you, always. Never been too interested in recording stuff. Uh, but into, into lockdown, I got a, a guitar interface. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what it was either. And um, and once I started playing with that and playing, putting different sounds into it, I got completely and utterly lost in it. Um, and it was a very peaceful feeling, even though it was quite manic because I was getting angry because I couldn't get it to do what I wanted it to do, right? Because um, I'm not that technically minded. Uh, so I had to sort of, go back to the beginning and nearly, nearly read the instructions. Um, as was most addicts, we don't do that, do we? We just think we can do it and get stuck in. But I had to sort of do that. And it's very good for me. You know? and, and even though it's frustrating because I don't know how to edit properly and uh, and if I do play a piece, I've got to play it all in one and get it right the first time round because I, I can't drop into it but that's all part of it but the point is uh, i was i was trying to put this song together and when i'd finished it i must have been doing it for four or five hours and during that four or five hours right, not once did my disease uh interfere it didn't come into my head uh, i wasn't thinking about the future uh, i wasn't thinking about the pandemic uh, I wasn't I wasn't stressing about anything. Um, I was completely into what I was doing, and and I found it amazing. So I really um, recognize what what you're talking about. And I wonder, uh, Jono, did you get that same sort of feeling? Uh, yeah, totally. Um, when I left school, I went to art college because I, I had a bit of an artistic flair about me. And then as the years went on, it was, I was too busy partying and stuff, and you just forget um, that that sort of, that side of me seems to have died off. And then when um, when I first met Sam, he just showed me some simple techniques. Um, and then that sort of like woke you up again. And then you start thinking, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then your own ideas come to light. So the, these little simple bits of art that we start people off with, that's just like a door that opens. Do you know what I mean? Just opens up the create creativity again in people because it did me. And 
you know what I mean? It let, lets them out of the box, basically, and then they can go with whichever creative route, route they want to. Um, it's, it's amazing stuff. Do you know what I mean? Just just something so simple but can have such an impact um, on, on on people's lives. It did on my life as well. Do you know what I mean? I've got an easel set up upstairs now with canvases and I've just uh, cleared out a spare room so I can just have a bit of me time. Like like you said with your guitar, um, you can get lost for hours and it's, and it's ace like that where you can just sit with yourself and just be in the moment in your own little own little space and, and enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah, it's great stuff Amazing. to be settled. <laughs> and, and Sam, where where can we find um the the um the the comeback uh physically and, and what are your hours? Are, are you open office hours or, or how, how do we get into it? Yeah, I would add just add also if you could just talk us through how would people access this sort of support if you could bombard you before we finish yeah of course yeah um i mean the simple way is if you put the comeback grimsby into google it will come up and the address will be there and you'll see the website there um that's the simple way um but yeah what we do is we do have a referral process because um we want to we need to protect the people in here and there has been other drop-ins where it's kind of been sort of let everybody in and expect miracles and um we didn't want that we wanted it to be a place where people were absent and there was quite a bit of work that we had to do around that because we also don't want to turn anyone away so we'll speak to everybody um, anybody that's affected by addiction anybody that needs us we'll, we'll speak to them but what we do is we what we say with the comeback is that um if someone's still in active addiction and seeking addiction and not necessarily in abstinence, they can come to some of our groups. So we have, we do have support groups here. We have coaching here. We have art groups and they're, they're, they're allowed to come to them in a controlled environment. But to use the drop-in, which is open from, we open from 10 till three. And it's kind of focused around me dropping my boy off to school, to be honest, if I'm honest about it. But we open till 10 to three every day. Uh, we have some groups in the evenings. And we're here all the time. You can come in and ring the bell and come in and see us. I mean, the referral process is quite simple. It's just a case of so we know where you're at, you know, and then they'll come in and speak to us. Um, we'll, we'll gauge where somebody's at and what we feel um, is the best thing to help them. Um, but when you become a member, you can use the drop-in as you, as you want, you know, and you can use all the facilities here. Um, it doesn't cost anything. Um, so, and I've never charged anyone for anything. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's open every day. Um, we were open on we we closed down recently just for a couple of days because we had a bit of a, a scare with the COVID. Um, but yeah, uh, the best way Google 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 the comeback Grimsby, we're there. You'll find us. Good yeah. old Google. We love Google. And yeah. talking about COVID, you you actually got COVID, didn't you, Sam? Yeah, I did. Yeah, we had a bit of a. We do have some like counselors in here, like trainee counselors anyway. Do it and. Um, one of them called us and said, look, I've got it. So there was a big scare because we'd, we'd got through all the way through without anything, surprisingly. We was actually saying, like, I wonder if it doesn't touch us. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't touch people with addicts, right? Because um, it probably goes in there and thinks, oh, no, I don't like it there. So um, we were having a laugh about it. And then I got it. I, I We closed down and then I yeah i was just ill and then no one believed me they were going you know they were saying oh you know you, you, you know because i think i'm a bit of a hypochondriac I and mean, my missus does anyway so uh, i went and got a test and i was positive my missus was positive um 
it weren't no picnic. Like, that's all I can say. It ruined out my Christmas. Um, couldn't taste anything, or you know, big uh, Christmas dinner, and we couldn't. I couldn't taste any of it, which was a disaster for me because um, I still like my food. Um, but I was more worried about my missus because um, her oxygen levels in her blood were down, and we thought we was going to have to get her to hospital. It was a bit touch and go for a while. Um, so yeah, it was worrying. Um, and it's quite disconcerting, especially the smell thing, because, you know, if you're anything like me, you go on Google and you look it all up. And it's like some people haven't got their smell back in months, you know, and I was thinking, I, they don't even know if it's permanent or not. And I think even now, like I, it's 50 percent. Like It's come back, but it's 50 percent. So, yeah, it was um, a tough few weeks, um, but I'm OK now. I'm back back working um, and, you know, just grateful that we, we got through it OK. Yeah, thanks God for that. Um, so much grateful. Um, did you want to ask? Uh, I'm sorry to tell you, but we're nearly finished. I can't believe right. the hour has already yeah. gone. We could easily yeah. do another hour at least. Uh, have you got any other questions, Kevin? Before we, oh, I just, I, just um, I, I haven't got any questions. I just want to say it was a, a brilliant experience uh, listening to you, and it's such a great idea. And um, when I'm up there again, uh, which hopefully I will be, I'll come along and. Uh, joining the music classes or, or whatever. And I just want to say to the three of you, thank you very, very much. It's, it's been it's been a delight. And as you, as ever, it's a privilege to listen to people's stories, you know, because it's not easy. It's not easy coming coming on and, and telling your truth and, and exposing, you know, the fact that you know, you've had problems and but you've come through the other side. And, and I wish you, all three of you, I wish you all the best in the world. And I hope to, I can get up and see you soon. Yeah, absolutely. And I ditto that. Um, amazing testimonies from all three of you. Thank you, honestly, for all of your um, honesty and um, willingness, really, to, you know, be vulnerable in front of Facebook Live, because, you know, it does take brave people to be able to come out and share their experience with others. Um, and, I, and I personally really do appreciate it because I know the impact it has. I know people send me message after message, emails and direct messages, phone calls, just commenting and thanking the people that they've heard on these talks. We've got a very, uh, we've got loads of really interesting um, comments. We've got one here from somebody you might know, um, Samantha Wilding. She said it wasn't very nice, much better now. Yeah. Oh, you need to unmute yourself, Sam. Yeah, that's my that's my better half. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm just so glad you're both well. So lots of love to Samantha. Thanks yeah. for commenting. Really, but there's loads of loads of really positive and just an amazing meeting. Well done, guys. Thanks, Kevin Clare. Um, brilliant good luck to you all so so much love um and so much thanks as well you know i mean like i say i can't thank you all enough i wish you all the the, the love in the world can't wait to come to Grimsby to get stuck into some art projects with you really excited you'll be made very welcome oh, yeah well we look forward to seeing you very soon i hope and pray so get this covid out of the way and we'll be down yeah we'll try and come down to you as well um, you know, at some point, we'll bring a group down. I'd love to. Would love that. Really love that. All right, then, chaps. Well, lots of love. See you soon. And come back. Thanks, um, guys. Thanks for having us. All right. Nice to see everyone. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see Thank you next you. time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Matt. I'm one of our volunteer fundraisers here at Kennedy Street. Thanks for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. Please do head over to our website, www.kennedystreetcio.org, for information on how you could be involved in future fundraising campaigns or how you can donate to this great cause.